Welcome to the Down the Road Podcast covering your Lakeland Magic. I'm Nick Grunowitz, the voice of the Lakeland Magic. In this edition, we've got a great conversation set up with former Lakeland Magic point guard Troy Copain. If you remember, Troy played two seasons in Lakeland. He was part of that inaugural team in 2017-18, and he was with the team in 2018-19 while on a two-way contract with the Orlando Magic, that team that, of course, went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA G League. Playoffs. This past year, he was not with the Magic. He was overseas playing in Israel and Belgium and was overseas when the COVID-19 pandemic uh, postponed the NBA season and sports here across the globe. So let's get to that conversation now. It's a great one. One of the favorite players that I covered uh, in the three years since the team has been in Lakeland. It's Troy Copain. Troy, I really do appreciate the time. Thanks, man. Uh, it's great to get a chance to catch up with you. Uh, first, what what is what has Troy Copain been up to during this COVID nineteen pandemic when there's been no sports and you've been working out? What have you been up to? Where have you been? Uh, well, thank you for having me. First off, and uh, second, nothing really. My dad has a treadmill at his house. Uh, I try to get a couple runs there. You know, the weather in New York is um, kind of iffy. One day it'll be hot, and then next three days it'll like rain and be mad windy. Uh, but on a good day, I try to get a nice at home, go outside, do some body stuff. Uh, you know, wall sits, lunges, abs, push ups. Try to get like a mile, mile and a half in a day. Um, but that's really about it. Uh, it's really, uh, it's really like focusing on my mental toughness. Like, what am I going to do? Because you have all this time, can't really go nowhere. So it's about like just thinking like, wow, what am I going to do today? Am I going to take today off? Am I going to chill? I'm just trying to stay mentally motivated, you know, during this time. Troy, what's it been like? I know you said you're in New York. What's it What's it been like in New York? There are parts of the country where it's been hit, you know, that, that have been hit harder than here in Florida. Uh, you know, California, New York being two especially. What's it been like being in New York during all this? Mm, uh, well, where I'm at in New York, I'm in Long Island. Um, and I don't really know you know, how bad it is on the island. But I know, like, when people say New York, automatically they think, like, the city, which it is bad. Uh, but it's just like everywhere else, you know. You got to wear your mask in public, uh, six feet away. But mo- everything is, like, open. You just can't go. You can't, like, sit in. You go take out. Uh, you got your deliveries. Or if you want to go, like, grocery shopping and stuff. Um, but... You know, you get you go out to get stuff that you need. You come back in the house. It's not really like a, oh, we can go out and mingle. We can go out and do this. Uh, really, it's just do what you got to do. Get from A to B and come back home. So that's kind of how it's been for the last two months. Troy, you were in Belgium playing overseas. Yeah, you were in Belgium, which is overseas. Um, you were playing Oost- with Ustende, if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, talk me through kind of how the pandemic ended up shutting down that season. Uh, how aware were you guys of what was going on, and how did everything kind of go about um, ceasing, just like the NBA uh, a while back? Uh, they kind of knew about it. Um, it didn't really hit Ustende as bad, but um, we were still in the Champions League, and we was playing a team from Spain. And you got your teams from Italy, you got your teams from all over, right? And it was really bad in Italy, and it was really bad in Spain and a couple other places. But we had to play a team from Spain, and people were kind of, like, getting a little worried. 
we had we had just they had just came to us. We went there first, lost the first one, and then they came to us, and we won the second one. And that's when it was like being talked about. It was like, uh, uh, we don't know if we want them to come back here. We go out there and get stuck out there. We don't know how bad it is. Uh, so ended up canceling. The, we were supposed to have a game on like that Tuesday or that Friday, and they canceled it. And it was like, well, we don't know what the league's gonna do. So we just kept. We had like workouts, practice. Um, and they got us home like ASAP the next day. Once they found out that the both leagues was canceling, that the regular league and the Champions League was cutting, was getting cut short. They was like, man, we might as well get you home so y'all don't get stuck out here. They don't start shutting things down. That's when the U.S. was starting to shut down like international travel. Uh, you know, they was closing down the borders for people that lived in like Canada. So they kind of like rushed to get us back home. We kind of left like kind of ASAP. So you're supposed to play a game out of country. You guys decide we're not going to play. You don't want to get stuck there. And basically the next day, they give you a plane ticket to get home. What, what was it like trying to get out of Belgium? Because international travel was really tough at that point in time. Was it easy? How was it there in Belgium as you were trying to get out of the country? Uh, In Belgium, it was kind of like difficult. People were like being, you know, when you do overseas, they kind of do things a little differently. They're more aggressive. So they was really strict on like being away. If you're not away, they like come yell at you or something. Uh, but when I got back in, I flew right into New York. When I got into New York, it wasn't that bad. They took my temperature as soon as I got off. I was good, and they let me. They let me go on home. So before you were in Belgium, you were in Israel. You played um, what 25, 26 games or so in Israel. It was actually the same league that John Petroselli was in too. It was kind of cool to see you guys both there together after being teammates in Lakeland. But um, you were in Israel. How was how was that season going there in Israel? Because you got a lot of playing time and a lot of opportunity. Yeah, um, so that was my my first real like you know uh, introduction to overseas ball, uh, and it was nice. Um, the culture was kind of kind of the same. You know, Israel's a great great place to be, a great place to visit. Um, it's warm. Um, English is, you know, they speak English very well out there. Uh, and, you know, on the basketball side, it was just good to, like, get a different experience of, you know, how things are running in the top leagues out here. Uh, physical, you know, they play by the book. Uh, and it's good competition. You know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed not only the, not only like just being away, you know, getting to, you know, experience a different time in life, a different area, seeing if I can adapt well, but also the basketball side, we were winning. Uh, we had a good, we had a good team, great group of guys from, you know, from the older vets to, you know, me being the youngest on the team. Uh, you know, just the little things. It was a different experience, but I enjoyed it a lot. This is something that I'm always intrigued with uh, as someone who's traveled quite a bit, but I've always worked here in the United States. I've always been someone who's stuck close to home. So, Troy, you're a little different than me because you made the decision. You know, you're an American kid. You played four years of college ball at Cincinnati. You played two years in the G League. And I know you played in Italy for a moment, but you decide to go overseas to Israel. What was that decision like? Uh, it was, It was. you know, it was not nerve-wracking because – I'm a people person. I can fit right in, but I was when I first got there. I got there a little late. Like I didn't even get there on the exact day that I missed the whole training camp and stuff. I went to training camp with Portland, and I got the Israel thing right after 
Portland. So I showed up a little late. They had, I had missed all the, you know, the preseason games and a couple games, you know, into the regular season. And uh, when I first showed up, it was just, you know, I'm here to play basketball. It was nothing more, nothing less. You got to prove yourself in practice. They, it wasn't about the name. It wasn't about the hype. Uh, it was just, you know, this basically this this is our this is how we play basketball. This is us. It's either you're gonna, you know, come show out, or it's not gonna work. And when I first got there, there was no like beef. The coach really wanted me. The players, you know, welcome me, welcome me the right way. Uh, and then the veteran point guard, uh, he ended up getting hurt. Uh, our first game, so I was only there for about two days, and then we flew to France to play Gabe in Shrewsbury. Um, and he had got hurt. And that's when, like, I kind of like, like grew up a little bit. It was like, wow, there's no, no more time to like ask people what to do, how the game's supposed to be played. You got to figure it out now and, uh, kind of just put like a different mindset in my head. Uh, just got to play basketball and it kind of helped me out throughout the, throughout my time there with everything that was going on. So let me get this straight. You get there to Israel. You're late, you miss training camp, you get into your first game, you're not at home, and the starter gets hurt, you go in. How how did how did that play out and 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 how did you go about just trying to figure things out while you were on the floor? Whatever the plays that I had knew, like the the easy ones, that's what we called, and we just played basketball. We ended up coming out, we ended up winning that game. What about the style of play overseas? I hear all the time about how it's different. How how was the style of play? Did you like the style of play that they had there in Israel? Did it fit your your skill set? Because you can kind of play up, play down. How how did it fit? Um, it's good. Uh, you know, you have your ups and downs. You can go fast. You can go slow. It's just the space. It's not as much space as it is in the G and in the NBA. You know, they got the three seconds, so they're big, can stay in the paint. Uh, it's no like overhelping or nothing. So uh, with that, you know, coming out of playing with no three second and a lot more space, it was a little bit different. Um, you gotta find a, find a way to pick your gaps right. Uh, when to attack, how to get through here, who's gonna be open on the weak side, you know, stuff like that. And it, it was kind of fast to think about because like you can get confused and it's like, wow, damn, what is he doing in here? And I'm like. Uh, well, we got to do something else, Troy, or you got to do this. And it's just just moving on your toes really fast. And I think that's what helped me grow so fast being out there because I was kind of thrown in the fire, which I accepted 100%. And then uh, figured it out. You know, next day, watched film on the way home on the plane. Uh, then we got back to practice and got back to it. And, you know, that was all she wrote. Let me take you back to the end of the 2018-19 season, Troy. So Lakeland loses in the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll get into that coming up um, in that game against the Nets. But you have the season. You end up going to, uh, what was it, uh, Summer League with the Toronto Raptors. And you decide to play overseas um, in Israel instead of going to the G League. What was that decision juggling going overseas and playing? Probably make a little bit more money. Versus being in the G League and getting, you know, a chance for NBA teams to see you a little bit more. What was that decision like? Um, I didn't really know. You know, the, the Windy City has my uh, rights for the G, and 
you know, we, we weighed our options. We weighed our options about, you know, what can happen, possibility for a call-up, when, you know, two years was a – it was a great two years, right? And you got to put that into perspective. Um, I think I think my main decision was going for a fresh start, trying to get a, a – a new look at life um, because you can always go hard. We all have our, our thoughts and process about the G League and how things are ran. Um, I think 24, almost 25, two years in, uh, I think I just wanted a, a different feel, a new look at things. Uh, I think that was my, that's what made me choose to go over to Israel besides for like um, you know, money aspects or like opportunity. It was just to like get away, you know, start fresh. You were a four-year player at Cincinnati, played for Mick Cronin, who now is at UCLA. Uh, you go undrafted. Uh, talk to me a little bit about just the process that it was for you when you get out of college, you go undrafted, you're trying to figure out where you're going to go to play basketball. Next, you decide to go to the G League and you end up on the inaugural Lakeland Magic team. But what did you know about the G League when you decided to go play there? Did you know anything? Uh, all I knew was that it was closest to the A. It was closest to the NBA and that was going to be the best opportunity. You know, with all the hype that that they say that, that they talk about, you know, after school, summer league, you think like, oh, I'm this close. Like, I'm right here at the doorstep. Can I make this leap, you know, to put my foot in the door? And that's kind of what motivated me uh, after Summer League with the Raptors just to be ready. Because, um, you know, you hear certain things and it's like, okay, okay, I'm right here. You know, it kind of gives you that extra drive, that extra push. Um, I didn't really think downplay the G because I knew, I knew there were other players from my class and before that was already there. Um, so I know it's good competition. So I wasn't really tripping on the basketball, you know, standpoint. You get to play against, you know, the people that are right under, you know, making it to the NBA. And I know that they're going to bring the best comp out. So the competition aspect, you know, that excited me too. And Lakeland was a brand new, brand new team. My agent, him, he knows AP. So, you know, it was a good conversation through there. I ended up going to the camp with the Magic. I got to be around it. You know, see what it was like. Um, I think that just helped me, you know, grow into, you know, being a leader, you know, when Lakeland first started because it was new to everybody. You played two years for Stan Heath, uh, who has won more games than any coach in the G League since Lakeland started up the franchise and he became the head coach there. What was it like playing for Stan Heath? Uh, I think he's a good coach. He's a player's coach. Um especially from the first year and the second year um definitely grew uh he was still he was still new to it coming off a college job then now just getting pros and kind of had some vets too he had um you know Kem came down Adrian Payne uh you know just how to handle um we had double A Allen Anderson try to handle uh veterans versus the you know the the young guys that was in we had Petroselli, Reg, TJ. You know, they was already in two years in coming from Erie. Um, so trying to have like the, the, you know, the coaching mentality of I got players, let them play. Um, 
you know, in college, where at the beginning, you know, uh, not to throw no shade on my man, uh, Coach Coach Heath, but uh, you know, in college, you don't do something right, you, coach will get on you. Uh, you know, how, who to get on, when to get on, what time, and how to do it, the delivery. Uh, and then once my second year came, we was already past that. He already knew, like, you know, I think Coach Stan is one of the best coaches in the G League, actually, with his schemes, uh, how he plays the game, how he goes about it. And we got three of the best assistants out. You know, the, the film sessions are amazing, very detailed. About They are all about, you know, individual skill work. Uh, you know, they're all about player development. So I think, you know, Lakeland's, you know, I love Lakeland. So I'm going to speak very, very highly of my guys. Um, my two years are great. All right, I'm going to take you back to uh, one of my least favorite memories while being with the Lakeland Magic, uh, the 2019 Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, you guys are playing the Long Island Nets. Uh, you go to overtime. Theo Pinson hits the three at the buzzer. What do you remember about that series, Troy? Because honestly, it's one of the more painful losses for me in my career, and I wasn't even on the court. I was just watching it down in Florida as you guys were up there in uh, in Long Island. Well, you know, us and the Nets were battling all year for that for that top spot. Uh, I don't remember how many times we played, maybe four. But even from the year before, we kind of had a built up, like not a rivalry, but it was always good games. And we knew what time it was going into it. Uh, they were number one. They had like the best record. And and we were, you know, come to do what we do, play hard, leave it all on the floor. Um, it was a battle, hard for a battle the whole game, up and down. And oh no, you know the basketball guys work in mysterious ways. We was up, up one or two maybe. It came up there, hit a long three. You gotta live with it. But it was one of the, it was one of the worst feelings out. You know, you rather lose by like twenty than lose at the buzzer, especially in a big game like that. And uh, something that I think about all the time because that was our chance. That was that was one of the best teams I ever played on with the chemistry. Um, you know how close we were uh, on and off the court, and you know when we lost that, that one really that one really hurt. And I don't really know what to say about that. Yeah. If you want to want to hear about it, you just go look up the highlights. Uh, but yeah, that was that was one of the toughest games out for me. And for me, too, Troy, it was uh, one of the tougher ones for all of us when Theo Pinson hit that three and it felt like he, he stole the ring right off our finger. Uh, Troy, I really do appreciate the time, man. You've been really generous. Uh, take care up there in New York. It's been good talking to you. It's been good watching you play uh, overseas this year, and I hope we get a chance to talk real soon. Be safe, man. Thanks, Troy. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Big thanks to Troy Copain for joining us here on the Down the Road Podcast. We've got plenty of great guests coming up in the coming weeks. Uh, just keep an eye on those for the Lakeland Magic Twitter account and the uh, Instagram account, uh, and you will see those pop up. But until next time, I'm Nick Grunowitz. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for subscribing. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Down the Road. <laughs>